Welcome to this show for the sensitive humans who wants to create life of connection and fulfillment. And this is me, Gosha, someone who had to mess up a lot in order to share any of these stories. So welcome, welcome today in this show talking about why might you care so much? What is it about you that cares so much about other people's opinions, about what other people think of you, their approval, their reassurance, that doesn't allow you to really flourish? Because let's be honest, the problem with caring so much is not just uncool, <laughs> okay? It's not just it makes you uncool because you care so much. It is actually so detrimental on all fronts. I talked about seeking external validation a while ago in my YouTube video and how seeking external validation turns us into slaves. It is really a form of outsourcing reassurance, outsourcing validation and trying to outsource opinions and authority from elsewhere. Therefore, you have to give away your power. You have to give away your say about what is right, right? <laughs> so that you make the other person right. Okay, so this is one of the factors and motivators for you, hopefully, to start doing something about this pattern, about this tendency. On the other hand, what happens when you do that, you change yourself so much to mold yourself into fitting into these people's opinions or you know, whatever image they have of your expectations. Therefore, you are wasting your resources, your time and your energy that could go directly into following your passions, into following, you know, the creating of the life that you want. And on the other hand, you know, this is the last factor I will bring up because there is so many of them, I could go on about this for ages. But this one is actually harmful to your health, to your well-being, both mental stress and your physical body. You know, when you seek validation from elsewhere, when you care so much about other people's opinions, you carry inside of you this inner conflict, this inner tension, this fear of making a mistake. It makes you kind of walk on eggshells because you place so much importance on what others think about you. Therefore, you care less about your needs. You care less about your values and your desires because, well, let's be honest, you cannot focus on both of these aspects at the same time. And if you have been conditioned to focus externally, then that's a pattern that is really, really, really hard to break. So your mind-body patterns could actually be full of stress 
and emotional overwhelm, self-doubt, overanalyzing and all these things, right? So I'm just bringing all this up so that you have an extra motivation after listening to this episode today to do something about this pattern of yours, okay? So what are two reasons that make you care so much? There's probably more reasons, but there are two very important reasons I want to, you know, bring up here because they will make you think about why you do it in such a different way. There's actually three reasons now I think about it. So I'll, I'll bring the three of them and let's go with this. The first reason is quite natural, okay? So we are a social animal and we have a long heritage of needing to belong in groups. And in the past, obviously, that was much more intense in the way that you couldn't really survive on your own. And you had to make yourself be you know, liked, you had to make yourself be accepted. And not only that relates to our, you know, really old ancestors long, long time ago, but also that comes back to your own childhood. So keep this too in mind that at some point we really, really needed to belong, to belong in a group in order to be accepted and in order to survive. Now, you know, it's kind of between this reason and the second one that is being conditioned and brainwashed, where we have been brought up in the society, in culture, when we were molded to suit and fit what people needed of us, okay? So they might have had some sort of idea of our role in their life and how we should be and only then they would like us only then they would accept us or only then they would tolerate us because it you know it is happening on varying degrees of acceptance likability love and all these things and it is always 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 conditional right so if someone loves you unconditionally they don't want to force you to be someone else, to act in a different way. They might be encouraging you to change something in order for you to grow in a good way, but not wanting you to change yourself to make them feel better. So when it comes to being brainwashed by our family and, you know, culture, to try and fit in. You know, we have been surrounded and especially in the last decade or two with, you know, stimuli from the outside that give us a sort of number of standards of what is good, what is considered to be better than others. And when you have a phone, which I'm sure you do, you have plenty of sources of judgment and standards 
just in your phone, in the first social media app that you open. For example, on Instagram, it's quite notorious for this that on one hand, you have a constant reminder of not fitting in this some model of being, whether that's beauty, smartness or accomplishment or whatever way you are judging yourself versus maybe you are a mother and you look at others and you're like, oh my God, I'm so shit. <laughs> I'm I like my life is a mess. My inner life is completely messy. I'm just literally trying to pretend to have it all together but inside of you you just look at your life and you're just like god this is like a pure chaos right <laughs> that also happens when you don't have a family you know you can have all these thoughts when you look at social media and compare yourself and it's just like god i wish it, my life wasn't my life right <laughs> and you kind of know you have so many gifts but others don't see them. You have this quiet confidence about having talents and skills, but like people just don't appreciate you for them. And you just wish you were finally, you know, seen for, for all the amazing things you are, right? So on the other hand, by having all these external sources that tell us about our value or worth, there is also this feedback that is just very intermittent. So just like your family of origin, maybe you, you had a critical parent and the same happens in social media, only now and again you get a like <laughs> and only now and again you get some positive feedback and you like you put so much effort you just try to present yourself in life in relationships as in that person who is so worthy of attention that is so worthy of being with or so worthy of being like collaborating working with right and that extends to social media you just really want to prove yourself so badly but you get very intermittent rewards for this. And that is pointing to you actually seeking that bouts of adrenaline and dopamine so much because you get so little of it. So the reward system is the dopamine thing. And you, you get a boost, like you get energized by proving yourself more so that you get that hit, right? So I'm just bringing all this up so that you understand what goes on unconsciously so that you get to choose, okay? So my channel, my podcast, my work is all about putting you in a position of empowered choice to create the life of your dreams on your terms. This is like Oh, this is my passion and that's why I bring up all these things for you to know like oh if this is how it works then I, I get to change and later we will get to how you can do that okay so the third reason why you care so much is linked to your smarts is linked to your intelligence 
and actually is linked to being a woman as well. And it is very physiological. So basically what happens, you have a high blood flow going into your brain, going into your head, right? You overthink so, so much. And very few of the listeners here will tell you, I don't do that. I'm most likely sure that you are the overthinker, that you are the overanalyzer, that you are the person who doubts yourself so much that you take one step forward and you take one step back constantly, right? What happens with that, coming from my experience and my observation, this is very typical and that comes hand in hand with the flip side, which means you are disembodied. Okay, so when you are in your head, you are not in your body. And head, the head is, is kind of a very weak leader of our life. That's why actually many smart and intelligent women can make a lot of stupid mistakes. Pointing at myself. <laughs> because we are trying to think our way out of situations and most of it is through making ourselves less authentic and trying to fit in standards or some sort of expectations that would assure us a better outcome, okay? So this is really connected with, with that pattern of like you think so much, there is basically a huge circulation of blood in your head, but somehow your body is just like numb. There is no information and wisdom that comes to you from your body because you are focused and paying attention to your thoughts and the things that come from the thinking, okay? But in our bodies is where a lot of wisdom lives and heart-led people actually reach much higher levels of both fulfillment and success because they are connected to their intuition, that true intuition, not just the impulses that, you know, try to cheat us as in being intuitive calls. So these are the three main reasons why you care so much. So to summarize this part of the episode, let's put it this way. Caring too much comes with, with a lot of assumptions that we put in and comes with a lot of downsides, such as having anxiety because you care so much, not only about other people's opinions, but also about your goals. And it comes with self-doubt because you are detached from your natural wisdom, but you have been placing so much intensity and focus on what other people say about what you do, who you are, how you behave, right? So all these things are related to the perception of, you know, maybe I'm, I'm going to be safe when these people approve of me. And this is a fake statement. It is based on 
old, 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 old and outdated paradigms that stem from our childhood. Like what I explained to you before, that idea that we should change ourselves in order to belong, stay safe through being accepted or at least tolerated. So now there comes this point when I should address the question, should we care? Are we supposed to care at all? Are we supposed to care about what other people say? Are we supposed to care so much about what we do? And the simplest answer I can give you to this is you should only care about things and to the extent that is healthy, that have meaning to you in your life. As much as it sounds a little bit vague at this moment, I will get into the detail of it. So are opinions of others bringing any meaning to your life or helping you in pushing to have any sort of progress in your life? No, they don't. No one's opinions have any influence on progression of your life. Unless it's someone who is directly helping you with your goals, then maybe yes, but that's very unique. Now, you should definitely care about things that have meaning for you. So you should still stick around caring about your goals. But you should not care about them so much that the level of caring tips over towards caring too much in unhealthy way, such as becoming anxious, becoming too attached to the goals, placing so much importance on the outcome so that you start neglecting the day-to-day -day needs that you might have, such as, you know, the limits of your health or your energy or something else that you have to take care of, such as maybe your relationships. So you really have to use a certain level of discernment and intentionality into the process. And in this second part of the episode, I will explain you two ways how you can start caring less about what other people think about you and start caring more in the places that will actually bring you closer to becoming the version of yourself that has, does and is what you want to be. It's all about that. So let's get right into it. This part of the episode, I want to start with a great story. I still remember, I probably heard it a year or two years ago from a friend of mine. She's my mother's age and she told me how she and her husband met decades ago. And he's a very sweet person. He's very self-assured. He gets goofy and he's a very kind person. And he, he would do all sorts of things that other guys wouldn't do just because he is, you know, so secure in himself. And she told me a story how when she met him, 
he was wearing this funny hat and I was in the uni. He got a hat, a beanie, a hand-knitted hat from his mother and it was a really goofy looking kind of childish beanie with a pompon and was colorful and all his mates were laughing at him. They were teasing him constantly and they would say all the mean things how, you know, he was looking stupid like a child, like a weirdo or like a, you know, whatever. So you get the point that he was an amusement to his friends, right? And he didn't budge. He wore his hat every single day. He loved the present, he loved his mother and he had he was basically sticking to what he liked without worrying what people were saying about him and you know just imagine that peer pressure in your uni or your high school it's insane right like really cranked up it's just so high to care about you know being accepted by a group of people and so these guys would laugh at him for a while and over time when they saw him still wearing that hat every day they kind of left him in peace but not only they left him in peace they they started like thinking that he's so cool because he was wearing this hat and he didn't care about what they were saying and of course that was unconscious observation from them but they really started looking up to him and he became like a leader of them they were like oh my god this person is so cool he wears this hat and he just doesn't care right so he's too cool for school even though he was going to school anyway the moral of this story is whoever sticks to their truth whoever validates their own wants, needs, desires, opinions more in a healthy way and for the longest time is always going to have the upper hand. Is always in the position of being in power. And I don't mean power over someone else. I mean self-mastery in terms of power and control over your thoughts, your emotional states and that energy that doesn't have to go into proving yourself to someone else. I absolutely love this story because it perfectly shows how under so much pressure someone could easily just take off the hat and just, you know, just let it be, just change the hat, right? It was so simple. But he didn't do it. And then it turned for him in the end. And like he didn't have to change a thing. Everything around him changed though. And he preserved his values. He preserved his needs, desires, wants. And all that was so natural to him that he probably didn't even notice it. His wife did. But you see how being assured in yourself is really the key to gaining that self-composure. Is that the word? Composure? 
Anyway, self-control, self-mastery over your energy, your resources, what you want, what are your desires, what you care about, what is meaningful for you, such as your goals, such as the things that you want to do, such as maybe if you have a business or if you are a creator or an artist or a healer or a coach, you have some sort of a mission or a change or you have an idea about how things should be and you care so much about this that, that you don't let others' opinions change your mind and change your behaviors, change your goals about the pursuit, right? So with that story in mind, what can you learn? Because for me, there is, there is a few steps that I always go with my clients. And the most important steps is to practice self-validation and self-acceptance. When you love yourself unconditionally, I know wherever you are, wherever you're starting from this journey with me, you kind of could be on, on different levels of self-acceptance going towards self-love, right? So it's a spectrum. And the more self-acceptance you have about different things, the more reassurance in yourself you will have, the less opinions you will need to source from the outside, the less you will care about what people think about what you do, how you do it, how you look, if you do it in the right way or if you should if you fit in their expectations. Right? So if you are used to constantly making yourself fit into some box just not to hurt someone's feelings or to hear a word of approval or to have someone tap your shoulder and say you're doing a good job. You gotta stop this. You gotta stop doing all these things for yourself. What you can start is practicing forgiving yourself every single day for all your shortcomings and loving yourself despite of them. Knowing that life is really long and adopting a growth mindset is basically you know, you are improving all the time. You are learning all the time. And you don't have to do anything on anyone's terms because you are here to lead yourself and others on your terms. People fall into all sorts of traps just because they want to fit in, such as overworking, not being able to gauge how much is enough. And here I have to admit that was my tendency where I would not know where is the limit to enough. Oh, that's a big topic, but I'm not going to go deep into it. It's just that if we attribute our levels of value and self-worth to the amounts of the work and effort we put, 
which is what we were conditioned with, right? A lot of us have been taught like no pain, no gain, or you have to work hard to get anything. So there are all these concepts that we were taught in the you know idea to get us to do something to motivate us enough to do something and no matter how you know well willing these statements were when we heard them but we often internalize them in the way that they mean something about us deeply about our worth, about our value as human being. And you will never get enough of reassurance and validation from the outside to feel fulfilled. Never ever that is going to happen. So all the effort in trying to change yourself to fit any of the anticipated expectations that you think other people have of you, it doesn't matter. They're still not going to give you that level of love, acceptance, unconditional approval that you can give to yourself. It simply happens because people see you not as you are, they see you as they are. They see you through their lenses, through their needs, how much you deliver on these fronts. It's very subjective. So trying to mold yourself into all kinds of expectations that you assume, again, your assumptions are not true. It's only your guesses about their guesses they have towards you. So it is a futile effort to do this. It leads to burnout. It leads to anxiety as I spoke about it. And it leads to all these unhealthy ways, coping ways we try to meet these expectations we think people have. So self-assurance, self-acceptance is going to be your life saver. Practice self-acceptance in all different ways you can get your hands on, whether that's through journaling, which will be mirroring your emotions, your needs. You can put in there your values, what you care so much about, so that you start over time caring about your own opinions the most more than the opinions of others because you start thinking okay these are my needs these will be the rules to my game that i can win when i look after myself when i judge when i validate where is enough enough is as long as i'm present enough of work is when i've done some Think that is meaningful and I have to honor maybe the limits of my body or my needs and other things that I want to take care of during the day. This will tell you what is enough rather than spinning your wheels in effort, in an effort to, to do more, 
just for the sake of doing more because there is this secret belief inside of you that you will be more by doing more. So we've gotten a little bit deeper in that subject and you will see me go deeper into all these psychological aspects because this is where you heal your patterns. This is where you heal the unhealthy tendencies. And coincidentally, as you drop into your body, which is happening when you practice self-acceptance, because it comes with being present. It comes with becoming more present. And then it will result in accessing more of the wisdom that is inaccessible to you as you're in your head all the time. So this has so many facets of benefits when you practice self-acceptance. Another way you can practice self-acceptance is simply through meditation because you are more able in that quiet space to observe the thoughts that are coming up, the quality of the thoughts. And because you're not stimulated by other things, you get to see them as in isolated incidents and you get to introspect about, you know, what are those thoughts? Who is thinking those thoughts? Where do they come from, right? You're more able to become aware of these patterns other than when you're constantly busy in trying to prove yourself. Really practice self-acceptance on a daily basis and you will see how your life is going to change from this. You will stop caring about other people's opinions so much that you will regain more energy in being able to focus where actually the progress comes from because when you focus on yourself, when you accept where you are, you accept your imperfections, you accept that life is full of growth, that you know you are changing and improving all the time. You don't have to be perfect the first day. You will start enjoying the journey more as well. It's likely that you're going to happen you, you, because you will start questioning how you live your life. So you know, you, you will commit more to those healthier choices rather than thinking, how do I prove myself and bending yourself backwards to do things that would please others, okay? So all your energy will go into the things that have meaning to you. And this is where real progress will come from. So the second way to care and care healthily is building on this, but it's slightly different. Basically, I just mentioned very briefly that we need to invest in our growth. So on one hand, there is self-acceptance and self-assurance. On the other hand, you need to know and discern where there is an actual space for healthy growth, right? So it's not going to be that when you self-assure yourself, validate that you will just become stagnant. It's not what it's about. 
It is about knowing where are your weaknesses and where are your strengths, having accepted yourself as a human being with full, like, plethora of these, right? But now you can discern lovingly where am I going to leverage my strengths the most? Where do I need to improve more so that I, I reach this goal, so I reach this amazing plan, so I make these changes, so I create all these amazing projects, so that I collaborate with these people and I show up in the way I want to show up. I show up in the way that is true to me, right? So this is a really important step because this is where you actually get yourself forward. Now that you've accepted yourself, you kind of became your fan number one, you, your own cheer, cheerleader. Now you can push forward in doing what you want. And when I mean push, I don't mean the typical push that you might be having, you know, experience with such as, you know, driving yourself into a burnout and forcing yourself past exhaustion and tiredness to work, okay? When I mean pushing is doing just a little bit so that you see that you are challenging yourself but it's still enjoyable and this is happening whilst you have your needs in the forefront. So it is not doing things against yourself. It's just pushing yourself towards a challenge a little bit every time and honoring your limits. So that's why the first step is really important because you get in touch with where are those limits. However, when it comes to this piece of advice, it is a little bit tricky because how can you discern neutrally and lovingly if you have this pattern of being overtly judgmental or critical towards yourself, which is the sole reason you are looking out for opinions from others, right? You are looking for reassurance because you were missing that neutral acceptance. Okay, so the important thing aside of journaling, introspection and meditation could be getting feedback from someone who you can trust really. And that could be a very select and should be a very select number of people or just one person such as a mentor or a coach that you can work with who knows about these things then you will be able to see your weaknesses and your strengths in a more objective light, acknowledging these things without judging so that you have some guidance about where you could invest your energy in, where you could be focusing on next in order to leverage these things. Because I believe really in sequence. There are sometimes efforts we put in 
that could be very good efforts. But as we do them in the wrong order, so to speak, we will miss out on them because we don't have the right foundation of the steps we could have done before in order for the new improvements to stick. I hope I'm making myself clear. But for example, I can give you some, some kind of story to illustrate this. You might want to work out certain groups of your muscles, but if you didn't do a proper warm-up, if you didn't do a proper whatever introduction to these sequence of exercises, then you wouldn't be able to leverage the results and maybe you would even be set back by the injury or something like that. So not all good efforts are good in the right moment. So I know there is a lot of tricky things, but you can for sure do something on your own. You can definitely be more introspective, be more self-aware with all these things. You can have conversations with maybe a wiser friend or someone who really wishes you well and can give you some sort of feedback. Or you can hire a coach or a mentor. And if you need someone who is specifically into this kind of things and can guide you in this sort of integrated way, then it's me, of course, I, I do it on mind, body and soul level, because all these also have to be taken into consideration because all our patterns really impact us on all these levels. So you cannot unhook a pattern or a behavior only on the mental level. There are reasons why we do what we do. And unless you know how to unhook trigger from your mind body, the trigger change, the behavior change won't stick for a long time. So anyway, these are all the healthy ways we get to change and grow. And this is really important to know we grow and improve in stages. We get to feel fulfilled as we go when we become so assured, when we become self-accepting. But when we start getting on track with our purpose, with our goals, with our desires and the things that really matter to us and put in all our smarts, our skills and our resources that we really stop looking out for others to, to give us opinions about, then we have all that energy to make a progress in whatever aspect of life you're looking to change. And our life journey really has to happen through that raising of awareness, raising of consciousness and seeing what we have been and seeing that certain things pushed us to a certain stage, but they won't work when we want to get to another stage. Just as a child, as I told you, they grow up through these coping behaviors they develop and we develops them in order to survive, to get us to the point of independence. But the same coping behaviors won't get us 
to really feel accomplished, to really feel fulfilled. Because all they did, they served to survive. That was the goal. And if you are interested in the process of how we develop the journey, how we develop towards a healthy, fulfilled life on your terms, this is what I care about the most, you can download the process that I follow with my clients as well. This is something that I feel really strongly passionate about. So you can download from the link in the description of this episode so that you know where are the points that you still need to tackle some of the old mindsets, some of the old habits, okay? And no matter where you are in your life right now, you get a choice to start focusing on what matters to you the most. And if you choose to give away your power to what other people think about you, if they compliment you enough, if you fit in their vision of the world, or you can choose to start creating your life on your terms. And that really starts with the couple of steps I gave you today, which one of them is reassuring yourself, self-acceptance, and building on this with discernment towards the progress and improvement, but in a healthy, balanced way that is integrated and that will allow you to create life on your terms. The goals should serve you. Your dreams should serve you. You are not here to serve and to slave for your goals. You should start feeling fulfillment from your goals on daily basis as you take this step into your life. Okay, so thank you for listening today. I hope it has been useful. Thank you for your attention. I hope you will take some steps for your benefit and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye!